it ready yet? You guys ready to jump in the Word today? Come on, somebody. We're excited. Hey, go ahead and turn in or on your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. We're going to end our Holy Spirit series today. It is the last, uh, ser- last message of the series. So week one, we talked about the o- overview or the role of the Holy Spirit, the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You got God the Father and God the Son and then God the Holy Spirit, right? And we don't want to be followers of Jesus that only serve two-thirds of the Trinity, but we want to be followers of Jesus that love every part of him. And so we've taken some time. If you've missed any of it, you can go back on our YouTube and our, our podcast page on any podcast platform and find it there or our website. But we talked about the role of the Holy Spirit and the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And then last week we talked about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Here's what I know and I want you to walk away. No matter who you are, no matter where you're from, and no matter what you've gone through in your life, you have a purpose. You have a gift in you that God placed in you in Ephesians that teaches us that before the foundations of the world, you were created with a purpose. You have a purpose in you. You have a gift in you that the Holy Spirit wants to unlock and use to, to, to change the world for the kingdom of God. Now, here's the deal, right? It doesn't matter. I just want you to know, I don't care where you are in your relationship with Jesus today because you still have a purpose in you. And whenever we submit our lives to him and we're filled with the Holy Spirit, as the Apostle Paul teaches, that when we submit our lives to Jesus, we are filled with the Spirit. And when that begins to happen, what's in us begins to get unlocked and, and the more we live for Jesus, the more we're empowered by the Spirit, the more life change takes place. So we've talked about the role of the Spirit. We've talked about the gifts of the Spirit. Today, we're going to look in Galatians chapter 5, where the Apostle Paul is teaching the church of Galatia about what's called the fruits of the Spirit. If you've been church long at all, you've heard that phrase, the fruits of the Spirit, fruits of the Spirit. If your kids go to Radiate Kids over the past several weeks, you've heard them singing songs and talking about the fruits of the Spirit. Maybe they're teaching you about the fruits of the Spirit. That's a good thing. That's what we want. We're not trying to do, be a babysitting service. We're raising theologians that love Jesus. Amen? Right, yeah. Come on, somebody. And so we're going to talk about that today. But before we talk about Galatians 5, You have to understand what Galatians 5 is saying, who's saying it, who he's saying it to, why it's written. See, one of the worst things you can do, just a little tidbit, free information for you. As a follower of Jesus, the worst thing you can do is just pick a verse in the Bible and read only that verse. You need to read around that verse. If you're reading a chapter in the Bible, you need to know what's happening the chapter previous and the chapter after that verse. Why? It's called context. It's called context. Context is king. It teaches culture, history, and who he's talking to. So in Galatians, you have the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul started and pastored a ton of churches. He is writing to one of those churches in the church of, or in the place called Galatia. That is why it's called Galatians, because it's written to the Galatians. So Pastor Paul is writing a letter to a church that he started, in a church that he is pastoring and has um, um, authority over uh, with God. And so he's writing them this letter, and you got to understand that what he's basically, the whole book kind of wrapped up is this thought. This is what a life submitted to Jesus looks like. And yes, it looks like something. Hear me. A life submitted to Jesus should look like something. 
Did you pick up what I said? It should not be the same. Your life should not look the same as it did before you gave your life to Jesus. Well, now you're just teaching me that I have to do certain things. No, I'm teaching you that when you submit your life to Jesus, you have no choice but for things to change. How many of you, when you go to the gym and you go for six months, you want to look the exact same you did before you started going to the gym? Nobody. Why? Because you're working hard at it. Because you're learning what to eat, how to fuel your body in a healthy way. You're learning how to work out and build muscle or lose fat. You're, work, you're learning how to be in shape. You want to look different than you did. Here's the problem. Many of us want to give our lives to Jesus and live the same life we did before we did that. Come on, somebody. Y'all don't leave me hanging today. So we got to get to this thing. We got to get out of our minds that, well, I look the way I look depending on my journey with Jesus. true. But if you're still saying the same ways, talking the same things, thinking the same ways, in the same victim mentality, and your life does not look any different post-relationship with Jesus, I have a question. Did you really submit your life to Jesus, or did you pray a prayer? It's got to look different. Go eat garlic today. Your breath will smell different. Why? Because of what you ate. So if I've submitted my life to Jesus, I'm eating a healthy diet of a relationship with my father, I should probably look like I have a relationship with my father, right? And that is what the Apostle Paul is teaching in the book of Galatians. In chapter 5, he gets to this teaching about what we call the fruits, or what he calls the fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit are the fruits of a life submitted with Jesus. He, he, he basically, I'm going to summarize them in the uh, Brandon way, but he says things like this. Quit living your life for yourself. He basically looks at him and goes, if you're living only for what you want, there's way more to life than that. He's saying, quit living for you. He's looking at his church in Galatia, the first church of, of Galatia, right? And he's telling them, there's something and someone bigger in this life than you to live for. And it is so much greater than anything you could be a part of. His name is Jesus. He's saying things like this. Jesus is worth more than your selfish desires. Jesus is worth more than what you want in life. So what are fruit? Watch this. When you go eat an apple tree, or don't don't eat the tree. Don't eat the tree. (laughs) When you go eat an apple, you are eating, watch this, the proof of the root. Fruit is proof of root. Let me, let me put it like this. Because of the root of an apple tree, because it started as a seed that was designated as an apple tree, when that root began to grow and that tree got healthy, it didn't produce grapes. It didn't produce bananas. It produced what? Apples. Why? Because the roots are healthy, and so it produces what it is. Watch this. Fruit is nothing more than proof of the root. You show me the fruit that you're eating, I know exactly what kind of fruit, uh, vine or tree that it came from. Why? Because that's the root that it is. And so whenever we're in this thing, fruit is determined or it is proof of the root. Fruits matter. The fruits that you bear in your life. The fruits you bear in your life are how you treat people, how you act towards people. It's, it's how you, you're the character that you're building. In fact, fruits are important. Flip, uh, you can write this down. You don't have to flip there. 
But in Psalm chapter 34 and verse 8, it says this. It says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How can they taste that God is good if there's not people that know that he is good that bear fruit? How can they know that God is good if we aren't showing it? Do you know how many people I run into that tell me that they don't want to give church or God a chance because of, the belief, because of Christians? Well, you don't know how they treated me at my last church. First of all, our faith isn't in them. Our faith is in him. So that's number one. The other thing is, is guys, they're eating rotten fruit. Somewhere, the tree of the fruit that they're eating from, the tree, the root, got contaminated somewhere along the way in somebody's life. Maybe it was a bad day. Maybe it was a series of events. Maybe they didn't get counseling when they needed it. Whatever it is. Fruit is proof of root. It says, taste and see. Let us, as a church, let Radiate Church, this is my prayer. God, let Radiate Church be a place where people get to eat of the goodness of your love, the goodness of your grace, the goodness of your mercy, the goodness of your discipleship, the goodness of you being a father, the goodness of you being a savior, the goodness of your spirit. Let people eat of the goodness of that from us. Let us be a church. Yeah, come on, you can clap at Radiate Church. You don't have to be, like, you ain't got to be quiet here. In fact, I'd rather you not be. Eat, taste, see that God is good. And then it says this, how blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Watch this. Let me change the word refuge for a minute to the word root. Blessed is the man who takes refuge. When you take refuge in something, that is your safe place. You know that you're grounded in that place. You know that everything's going to be okay in that place, in that person, in that uh, environment, in that atmosphere. Watch this. That is also a place where you take root. So when my root is in Christ, it says, blessed is the man who takes refuge or digs his root in Christ. Not in politics. Not in social media, not in all these things, but in Christ. Are you following me today? Our root has to be in Christ. In fact, Matthew chapter 7, in verse 16, take, write that down and go read it. It says this, you shall know them. Jesus says, you shall know them by their fruits. Well, you can't judge me. Jesus said I can. Now hear this. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you're exempt from that. But he says, if you're a believer and a follower of Jesus, we judge each other by our fruits. Why? Fruit is the proof of the root. It's an easy phrase to remember. Fruit is the proof of the root. Watch this. It doesn't mean that I judge your intentions. It doesn't mean that I judge your heart. Because often we are very lenient on our intentions and very difficult on others. We don't judge intentions, we judge fruit. So if you're giving me, like if you're just really angry and dishonoring towards me, guess what? You're giving me a fruit. And if I don't like the fruit, guess what? If I go today and I grab an apple off an apple tree and it's rotten and I bite into it and I don't like it, you know what I'm going to do? Who's going to keep eating it? Not one single person in this room would keep eating it. You know why? You don't like it. But if I, so, so I throw it away and I grab one I do like, right? So why do we get mad in life whenever it's like, you've been a jerk to me, so i got to create some boundaries so that it's not, it doesn't continue to be a, a, a cyclical thing in my life? Watch this. You've given me fruit. You've shown me where your root is. Now, that doesn't mean you can't change. 
That doesn't mean the fruit doesn't get ripe. It doesn't mean that things don't get right in your life. Are you following me today? But when we give fruit, don't get mad when somebody holds us accountable to the fruit of it. And here's the thing about fruit. If it is the proof of root, watch this, I can't get mad when I say I love Jesus, but I don't even know what his word says. I can't say I love Jesus and my family hates me. I can't say I love Jesus and I have no character in my work. Come on, somebody. I, it's, it's root. It's, it's where I am because fruit is the proof of it. I can be known by my fruits. And if you flip over to Galatians chapter 5, you begin to see where the Apostle Paul is breaking this down, 19 through 24. We'll read 25 as well here in a moment. But as you begin to read this, you begin to see the Apostle Paul is actually distinguishing two different lifestyles. He uses this phrase at the beginning in verse 19 about living by the flesh. Can I tell you what that is? Living by the flesh is living for me. Living for what I want with no recollection, no care at all about what God wants in my life. I, hear me today. You cannot be submitted to Jesus and ignore what God wants. You cannot. It is not possible. If you're submitted to Jesus, you have to care about what God wants. You have to. It's a part of the story. It's a part of the adventure. Let's, let's keep reading it. He talks about being um, living by the flesh and living by the spirit. In other words, living submitted to myself or living submitted to him. Are you following me today? Let's read this together. It says, now the deeds of the flesh are evident. There's another scripture in the Bible that says it like this. Everything done in the dark will come out in the light. In other words, you can hide it for a season, but it will always come to fruition. You will always end up seeing it happen. He says, the deeds of the flesh are evident. In other words, you see them. It's this, it says, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes or fights, dissensions, factions. That's where you go and get groups of people to turn against each other. Sounds a lot like politics. Factions. Y'all don't leave me hanging today. I'll preach to myself. That's okay. <laughs> Envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. Now watch this. This is where it gets hard. Of which I forewarn you. Just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. What a phrase. How dare you, Paul? How dare you tell me what I can and cannot do? It's not about what I can and cannot do. It's about where's your root. It's about what are you grounded in. It's about where are you planting your feet. Is it in the things of this world? Because watch this. He says, if you're living for the flesh, the only fruit that you can bear is not godly, but it's immorality, it's impurity, it's sensuality. You'll end up creating idols. Sorcery will become your source of a... Of, of, of strength, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger. You ever seen people that just get mad about the dumbest stuff and it doesn't even, they just seem to live angry. It's because they're rooted in the wrong things. 
outbursts of anger, disputes. If you're always fighting with somebody, maybe somebody's not the problem. If drama follows you, it probably ain't the other person. Well, they just keep gossiping to me, probably because you keep gossiping with them. Come on, let's talk today. Dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. And then, so he says, if you're going to live for yourself, you just need to understand this is the fruit. And the reason that you will not inherit the kingdom is not because you're struggling with those things. It's because your root, you are not grounded in Christ. And anybody not grounded in Christ, you need to hear this, this is a hard truth, is not going to inherit the kingdom of God. You only get to the kingdom through the son and the sacrifice of Jesus. There are a lot of very good moral people that will end up in hell. Because their life is not found in the cross. It is not found in Christ. And he's saying, you can, you can base your life on yourself if you want, but this is what you will become. And watch this. And I love the fact that Jesus goes, listen, that's what can happen, but it doesn't, isn't what has to happen. Because he goes on and he says, but the fruit of the Spirit, or being submitted to God, is this. Love, joy, peace, patience. Kind of saying these things just calms my soul. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And I look at that. You under, look at the word law. The first letter, is it capitalized or lowercase? Lowercase. Why? Because if it was capitalized, it would be talking about the law of Moses in the Torah. It's talking about a law. Watch this. Why is it talking about a law? Because no kingdom edict, nothing anybody can tell you to do creates the heart of the fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit are not about doing. The fruits of the Spirit are about becoming. Religion tells you you have to do. Relationship with Jesus tells you you have to become. It has to come from the inside out. That's what fruit does. It comes from the root. It comes from the inside out. So 19 through 21 of Matthew or Galatians chapter 5, but the apostle Paul is saying this is the fruit of the flesh. If you want that, if you want to live for you, that's your decision. It's your call. You get to make your decision. I can't make you do anything, but I need you to understand this is the person you will become, and your future is not in the kingdom. Not because God doesn't want you there, not because Jesus doesn't want you there, but simply because, watch this, simply because God cannot be in the presence of evil. God is not in the presence of unholiness. And he says, if that's who you want to become, it's your choice. But here's the warning. And then he says, but if you want to be rooted in Christ and submitted to Christ, you want to draw closer to Christ, because the more that you draw closer to Christ, watch this, the more you become like him. That's why it's called the Spirit of God. The fruits of the Spirit are characteristics of God. And the more time I spend with God, the more I should look like Him. You'll never be perfect, and you'll never be God, and you shouldn't try to be God. But you can, you can portray the characteristics of God through the fruit of the Spirit. 22 through 23 is how do we live that out? Let me, let me put it like this. I, I got a little bit of a dry throat today, right? So I'm drinking some water. Normally, if you see me in the lobby, walking around, high-fiving, talking football right now especially, but if, if you're doing all that stuff, great day to be a Gamecock, by the way. And I heard, I'm just saying, I heard 
that the right team is getting TP'd outside in the lobby. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's my opinion and it's truth. But anyway, um, you'll see me carrying a cup of coffee or a bottle of water in my hand. Normally, I'm drinking something or whatever, right? And if I bump into you when I'm carrying this bottle of water outside, guess what's going to spill out this bottle? Water. It wasn't science. Some of y'all are like, this is a trick question. No. Water's going to spill out. Coffee can't spill out of a bottle of water, can it? Why? Because there's no coffee where? In the bottle. What spills out of you when you're bumped? What spills out of you on a bad day at work? What spills out of you when your kids are getting on your last nerve? What spills out of you in your marriage? What spills out of you whenever you've waited too long at the grocery store? What spills out of you whenever they don't refill your tea at the restaurant? These are all realities, right? Because when you're bumped, the only thing that can spill out of you is what's actually in you. And when we answer that question, watch this, we can like what's in us or we don't have to. But what spills out is an indication of where we planted our roots. So if I'm always angry, you know, outbursts of anger, if I'm always angry, if I'm always these things, I'm probably not rooted in the right things. Now, let me, let me, let, let's get interactive for a second. Y'all good getting interactive with me? Can y'all help me for a second? All right, why don't y'all tell me real loud now, tell me the fruits of the Spirit. List them all for me. Love. All right, what else? Joy. Peace. Um, here's um, a test for you. It's in the Bible. Uh, what else? Patience. Yep, 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 yep. Give me a second. They were yelling at me at 830. All right, patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, all right, hang on, y'all getting ahead of me, great day, gentleness, and self what? Control, all right. Now, here's a little indication of your pastor. This is the one I struggle. I'll be honest, I ain't the only one, am I? I struggle right there. That one right there, whew, great day. And don't pray for patience either. I'm just, I'm just saying, man. You, the Lord, you pray for patience, the Lord will be like, yeah, I'll make you wait on a bunch. Uh, and I'm like, but I already don't want to wait on anything. And anyway, I'll tell you all the conversations I have about this, but it just ain't good. Anyway, all right. So love, joy, give me four major areas that are in your life, like four things, like family, work, whatever. Y'all give me some things. What you got? Work, marriage, that is great handwriting and I cannot spell. Marriage, what else? <laughs> More work. <laughs> Somebody else? Huh? Uh, kids? Finances, that's good, that's good. All right, all right, all right, good. Y'all gave me some good ones, man. Let's go, that's, that's good stuff. All right, that's, can y'all read that? <laughs> Probably not, but that's all right. Let's look at this for a second, right? He goes, so, so the Apostle Paul is going, hey, if you're submitted to Jesus, and if you're getting filled with the Spirit, and you're really like trusting Him, this is what will come out of your life. Because the fruit is proof of the? Come on, y'all say it with me. Fruit is proof of the? If fruit is proof of the root, then this ought to be who I become if I'm spending time in His Word. If I'm spending time praying and worshiping, right? If I want him involved. Now, here's what a lot of us do. We pick and choose, number one, which fruit we want to produce that day. Anybody? 
We just had an overseers meeting Thursday. I have two boards of accountability that I report to. We had an overseers meeting on Thursday. One of the, we got the, I looked at every metric from 2022, and y'all, it is amazing. Did you know, you probably don't know this because I haven't shown it to you, 26, we have grown by 26% in attendance alone this year. This year, that's incredible. We're up. We've got more people on teams at Radiate Church and serving our community than we've ever had in the 10-year history of this church. Come on, come on. We've baptized more people this year than we ever have in a one-year span in the history of this church. That's awesome. And we can do all that because our giving is up because you've decided that you want to fund the vision of this church. Come on, give yourselves a hand. You're a part of it. The more we give, the more we can do. The more generous we are, the more we can do. Right? All this stuff, that's great. That's awesome. You know what I said? Y'all, there's so much more to do. Like, man, I really want to see this number here, and I want to see this go here. And next year, here's my goal. And, and my pastor, he, he pastors in Virginia, my pastor, he looked at me on that call, and he goes, Brandon, this is incredible. He said, I hadn't seen a church with these numbers. Man, you just need, like, be, celebrate that. I mean, push forward. Keep, you need to keep bringing people. Keep pushing forward. God's obviously doing something amazing there. And I'm like, yeah, but I can't wait. And he's like, well, maybe it's okay to slow down for a minute. And enjoy it. Because I struggle with patience. And so every day I wake up and I'm like, I don't really want to produce this one. I just want to go. I just want to get there. You know what I'm saying? But I'll, I'm good with kindness. I'll be kind today. I'll be kind. Unless it's Tuesday. I'm more tired on Tuesdays than other days. So I'm not as kind on Tuesdays. I'm more like, get out my face. Y'all sitting there judging me about that? Y'all like that on Monday. Some of y'all like that on Sunday. Oh, I said it. I said it. <laughs> but we don't get to pick and choose, right? And then we pick and choose where we produce the fruit. That's why we become different at work than we are at church. That's why I treat my wife different than I do my kids. I mean, my, uh, my friends. That's why I treat my kids different than I do the kids that I keep and radiate kids. Y'all don't leave me. We doing this together. Watch this. I don't get to pick this. Why? Because when I'm submitted to Jesus, yes, that says submitted. Submitted to Jesus, this is the fruit. This is the byproduct. I don't get to say that I'm, I love Jesus, but I don't get to produce this. An apple tree doesn't get to bear oranges and tell me that it's an apple tree. But I also don't get to go, you know what, at work, I'll give patience and kindness and goodness. You know what, I'll even create peace for my coworkers. But when I get to my marriage, I'm going to be a jerk. When I get to my marriage, it's going to be all about me. See, marriage isn't all about you. Marriage is about the fact that he trusted you with his son or daughter. How about you serve them? How about you make their life better and they'll make your life better? Come on. How about we, we, we go, all right, I'm going to be patient with my kids. Hey, there's a new generation that's coming up. Hear me. If, you're, if you are uh, college and under, I want you to hear me. There's a generation that this right here is your problem, and here's why. You think that your parents' or your grandparents' ceiling is your floor. 
because they have the boat in the three-story house and the nice cars and all that. You should have that at 20 years old. You need to exhibit some of this in this and work like they did to get what they got because you're not entitled to none of it. That's good. Anybody? Y'all leaving me to preach by myself, and I'm going to be mad at myself for it. All right, so we got to exhibit. You see what I'm saying? It should come off into the... If I can have self-control with my friends, I need to have self-control to close my mouth when I'm fighting with my spouse. Sometimes I need to have self-control whenever it's a bad season in my marriage, and I just need to go, give me 10 minutes, because if I say something right now, it's gasoline on the fire, and we are not doing that. You have to choose to quit yelling with each other yeah. and to set an example of what this looks like. What the, you, you, you get what I'm saying in this whole thing, right? The fruit should be evident in our lives. We don't get to pick when we produce the fruit. We don't even get to pick what fruit we produce. We just get to produce the fruit. Why? Because Jesus asked. I actually love what uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 25, in the Passion Translation. I love how the Passion Translation says it. It says this, if the Spirit is the source of our life, we must allow the Spirit to direct every aspect of our life. If the Spirit is the source of my life, he should direct my work. Do everything as unto the Lord. Honor everybody. Not because they treated you right, but because it's a heart thing, not a circumstance thing. <laughs> he should direct the way that I treat my spouse. In the way that I love my spouse. You don't treat your spouse a certain way to get what you want that night, if you know what I'm saying. Wink, wink. You treat your spouse a certain way because they were God's kid first. And he trusted you to take care of his child. See, if he's really involved in my life, then he should direct the way that I parent. Maybe I should be a little more patient. A little more kind. A little more good-er. Maybe if he's really directing every aspect of my life, he should probably be directing my finances too. Did you know that tithe is a test? God calls it a test in Malachi chapter 3. He says, here's what will happen if you tithe. It's a test. Why? It's the fruit of the Spirit. Can I have enough self-control to save what I need to save and give God what he asked for? It's a test. All of it's a test. A test for what? Fruits of the Spirit. Why do we need the fruit of the Spirit? It's proof of the root. I actually love what verse 24 says as well, if we can pop back up. It says, now those who belong to Christ. In other words, when we've submitted our life to Jesus, ask for forgiveness, and walk in the goodness of the family of God. Watch this. When I belong to Jesus, I have crucified the flesh. What's the flesh? Go up to verses 19 through 21 and read that. If any of that is in me, and it says, with its passions and desires. Watch this. If I have a passion or desire to be anything of 19 through 21, 
it's time for me to kill it. Daily. That's why Paul says this. I crucify myself daily. Why? Because I want to produce the fruit. Not my fruit. His fruit. It doesn't say, well, you know, if you're a good person, you'll... No, he says, if you belong to Christ. In other words, if you've given your life to Jesus, it should look different. You follow me today? How do I do that? I'm glad you asked. John chapter 15, verses 1 through 2. Jesus is talking and he makes a statement. I am the true vine. My Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit. What fruit? Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he prunes it. Or, I'm sorry, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, what fruit? He prunes it so that it will bear more fruit. I don't get to wake up tomorrow and go, hey, God, you know what? When I lay down tomorrow night and go, hey, God, you know what? I was pretty patient with my kids today. I must be right there. I'm pretty good with the fruit. He goes, good. Now let's do it again tomorrow. Good. Let's learn self-control tomorrow. It's not easy. But the closer, and it's not a one-time thing. It doesn't happen overnight. That's why a relationship with Jesus is a journey and an adventure. Because the deeper I grow my root with him, the more I begin to look like him and act like him. And watch this, the more that I get to reach people for the goodness of God. <laughs> because I'm giving them a fruit. Taste and see that God is good. And so today, here's the truth. Some of you are like, I gave my life to Jesus a long time ago, but clearly, I'm not doing a great job of producing this. I won't help doing that. Awesome. We're going to pray for that. But some of you in the room, I'm going to be honest, your problem is not that you're not producing this. The problem is, is that you're connected to the wrong vine. Jesus is the vine. Without a relationship with Jesus, this isn't possible anyway. All this doesn't matter to you. Why? Because you don't have a relationship with God the Son through the sacrifice and redemption and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. But here's the beauty of it. The Bible teaches us very clearly that if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart, you confess with your mouth all day long, but you have to believe it. When you do those two things together, you shall be saved. A relationship with Jesus is possible not because of what you've done, but because of everything he's done. And that's your first start today. So I'm going to pray two prayers. I'm going to pray for those that want to accept Jesus today. And I'm just going to ask you in a moment to close your eyes, bow your heads. And in that chair, right where you are, if you want to give your life to Jesus, I want you to repeat a prayer after me. And then I'm going to pray that God would help us to lean on the Spirit, to get in His Word, and to know the fruit so that we can live it out. Can we pray together? Would you bow your heads with me? If you're in this room, we got people getting ready to serve you. But if you're in this room, and you're ready to give your life to Jesus, to be a part of the branch, to be a part of the vine of Jesus Christ, the love, the redemption, the grace, the mercy, and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that redeems the relationship between where we are and where we should be with the Father. Watch this. If you're ready for that, I just want you to repeat this prayer right where you are. Dear Jesus, I give you my life. Forgive who I've been. Forgive who I am.
redeem who I'll ever be. Thank you for making room for me in the family of God. I accept the sacrifice of your life on the cross so that I could be restored in relationship with God. I don't promise perfection, but I will walk with you. Walk with me. I want to live with you for eternity. God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for loving us the way that you do. Move in us. Help us grow in our faith and become the fruit that you desire for us to become. With eyes still closed, if you prayed that prayer and you gave your life to Jesus today, can I ask you to do something? Just hold your hand up in your seat. You don't have to get up. You don't have to stand up. Here's why. I want to walk this out with you. We have a value here. We don't do life alone. We want to give you some resources. We want to pray with you. We want to walk it out. I don't want you to figure it out by yourself. I want to figure it out with you. All you got to do is raise your hand. We're going to slip a clipboard in it so we can do this together. God, thank you for life change. Thank you for producing fruit. Thank you for giving us your spirit to help us live this life. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Can we make some noise for life change in the room today? Amen. Hey, on your way out, it is Thanksgiving. You're going to see a lot of friends and family this week. Take those invite cards. Invite everybody you can think of. Let's have some fun with Christmas at the movies starting next week and Christmas at Radiate in a few weeks. Happy Thanksgiving. Eat a lot of food. Have a lot of fun. Talk a lot about Jesus. And let's go change the world. I'll see you next Sunday, Radiate. Love you guys.